0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: Chris Van Vliet! Oh, welcome back again to another audio adventure here on Insight. It's your friendly neighborhood CBV Chris Fleet, and today's actually my birthday. Yeah, May 19th, Kane's favorite day. And thank you so much for all the very kind messages that you've sent on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And I say it all the time, but you guys are the best. You sure do know how to make a guy feel special. Without you, none of this exists. So I'm just so incredibly grateful for you and so grateful that I get to do all of this. And if you've been listening to Insight for a while, first of all, thank you. But you know that we've had his tag team partner and my good friend Brian Pillman Jr. on the show a few times. But this is the first time that I had the chance to meet and chat with the other half of the Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison. We did this interview in person at the Squared Circle Expo Two in Indianapolis last month, and he's a great guy. You're going to have such a good time hearing his story, hearing his path of how he got to where he's at now with AEW. Give him a follow if you're not already following him on social media. He's at Griff Garrison on Instagram, at Griff Garrison, the number one on Twitter. And you can find me if you happen to be looking for me. It's just my name, at Chris Famfleet. Our fan of the week, Nelly Fresh. 1994. Thank you so much for this review. I think this is like your second one. So thank you for freshening this up. Kind of plays in with your name, Nellie Fresh. Thank you for freshening it up, adding a few words, changing it up. It, It puts it right to the top of the reviews on Apple podcasts. So thank you. And for anybody who has left a review a month ago, a year ago, whatever, you can do the same thing. And I'll read it out here on the show. So this review says, love this podcast. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I absolutely love this podcast. My girlfriend's not really a big wrestling fan, but she recently watched your videos and she loves it. I told her I listen to you every day when I'm at work and when I'm at the gym and when I'm driving around. Chris is such a great listener and excellent interviewer that deserves his flowers. Never give up on your dreams and never give up on this podcast because it is the best one out there. Well, I'm not so sure about that, but thank you very much. For the kind words, I read a review from Apple Podcasts on every single episode to say thank you. Thank you for being on this journey with me. And Spotify now has ratings. So if you listen on Spotify, please go leave a rating on there. All right. Enough of this intro. Let's get to what you came here for. Please enjoy this lovely conversation with Griff Garrison. I think for anybody watching this video right now, they think I'm sitting down with a young Chris Jericho.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably literally. No, like I was like we were just talking about like whenever Jericho posts a throwback picture, I it, fans like just always like is that Chris Jericho or Edgar Garrison? Like it's the hair, it's the hair. It's literally like, but it's kind of scary because like he posted one, the first one that I ever saw him post on his Instagram. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Like I it took me by surprise for a second. I was like, is that me? I was like, no. Have you told this to Jericho? I have not. I have you not. Need to I tell sh- this. I should. I need to. Because I yeah. literally thought I was like, I didn't post that. Who is that? Is that me? I was like, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Like had like twenty thousand likes. I was like, I'm not I don't have that many followers. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that was insane. Like and I get tagged like every time we post one now, it's just aggravator aggravators.
0: I also don't think people appreciate how tall you are, how big you are.
1: Yeah, no, because uh Every time six three, I'm about six three and a half, six four probably. Yeah. yeah. Every time people meet me, uh, like even here at the meet and greets and stuff, like they're like, "Oh, like you're so much taller," and like you just look bigger, like in person than on TV. And I was like, "Well, it's just because Brian, I think, is like shorter, but he's like stockier." Well, then
0: I think people say the thing, same thing to Brian, where they're like, "Oh, I didn't realize how tall you were because he's next to you." Yeah. So then he looks so much smaller compared to you, right? Like,
1: on the TV, yeah, he's
0: like tall-ish, not com- yeah, not as tall as you, but also like. So wide now. He's got broad shoulders. How did his yeah. shoulders get
1: so wide? i Don't know, man. I guess he's just doing lateral raises in the gym. All I time. feel just, maybe it's not even in the gym. Just all day, just all like, day, just walking around trying to fly away. He's so. I but then, like,
0: but you're also on board with this. You walked into this room, <laughs> yeah <laughs> with, with a bowl full of tuna.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I'm really just it, just tuna, just t- just tuna. No, just tuna. Like I had, I brought, I uh, whenever I go on the road, I go to Walmart and I just bring, like, buy, like packs on packs of, of tuna and like i put two bags of tuna in that container and it's like probably 40 grams of protein per pack so that's just 80 grams of just raw protein are so, you not eating like any sort of carbs uh i mean i'm starting to bowl i've been cutting for the last three or so months um but i'm gonna start bulking on uh on monday so your so, meals are literally just a bowl of tuna. My, well well i'm on the road <laughs> okay, yeah because like yeah. but like normal meals like i'll wake up and have like uh eggs with blueberries or something like i'll eat a protein bar before i go work out i'll do my creatine and stuff come back like maybe a shake after after i work out with greek yogurt and then i eat like chicken green beans you know salmon ground beef ground turkey Sort of, sort of that okay, sort of thing yeah. so with with asparagus and stuff like that. All that boring food. All that boring, I'm, I'm nasty, gross food. Yeah, but I mean, you. it gets the job done because I mean, I'm the strongest. i feel the healthiest I've ever been in my life. So I love it.
0: Do you have a fitness goal? Like, do you want to? Like you said, you're cutting right now. Do you want to look a certain way, or is it a number on the scale? Well, I I used
1: to. That's the thing. I used to care about the number on the scale, but now I don't really care about that as much. Mm-hmm. I just care about looking big on TV and just being. Strong like that's yeah, like yeah. literally i told my trainer like when i first started like he he's a he's a wrestler too and uh i was like he was he's doing my workout plan and meal plan and i was like, want to shout him out yeah michael judas uh um what's his instagram name the pre the priest of punishment on instagram yeah he's he's very very good he does a lot of uh nwa stuff and um he's has like a degree in like exercise and nutrition science and everything so he he writes my workouts and my meal plan and he asked me what my goal was and i was like do you remember John Cena in 2015? That's what I want to look like. <laughs> <laughs> that is so. That was my, he was incredibly like, right. specific. I was. I remember telling him like two years ago is when I started all this, and I was like, "Do you remember what he looked like in 2014, 15? That's what I want to look like."
0: Wow, because a lot of people go, "Do you remember Triple H after he came back from the quad tear?"
1: Yes, that, that, yeah, right, <laughs> freaking insanely just jacked. Yeah,
0: I, I, I interviewed Johnny Gargano recently. He was like, "When Triple H came back from the injury, I wanted to like." not he didn't want to look like that but he's like i wanted people to go oh right. i forgot how jack that guy was right
1: yeah no yeah. He's, he's insane like i i uh a couple years ago like i was i was like i've always been kind of a, a bigger ish guy but like a couple years ago i uh broke my foot and i had to have surgery because they found a tumor in my foot and yeah it was it was the craziest thing it was easter of like 20 17 or 2018 or something it was like a year or two after i got out of high school and so i do a backflip on the beach yeah and i do it another one boom my foot it just breaks and then i got to go to the doctor they found out it was a tumor all, all this everything they removed it and all that and i came back and it's like whenever i came back to shows like all my all like the other wrestlers they were like damn like you got like big and i was like that was my goal man." like yeah and i, I actually went to a tanning bed I, i'm like right now because i'm pale but <laughs> Yeah, no. I I, work, I started work like after that. I was like, all right, I gotta. You know, I started working out harder. If I, I'm sorry. Just started tanning. Say whatever you want. Started tanning all that. So yeah, but, but I, I get
0: that a tumor in your foot. Let's back it up to
1: that. That sounds terrifying. It was no, because like I was always told for the longest time, like ever since I want to say like right after my senior year football season. So like the spring or something of my senior year, I started having like this this like pain in my foot and this nagging pain in my foot, it would not go away. And I didn't know what it was. Like we saw doctors and everything and they were like, yeah, you just got like this thing it's called plantar fasciitis. Like I heard plantar fasciitis for like my whole life or for that little span. And like, I would get this like lacrosse ball, frozen water ball, just rub it on my foot. I would wear insoles in my shoes. I did everything for it. And then finally, when that happened, it just like, the doctor was like, yeah, you've been growing a tumor in your foot for like a couple years. Like, wow. Yeah. It's crazy that it took you breaking your foot. No, because like it's crazy because like she said, like if I wouldn't have broken it, it would have kept like it was eroding my heel bone. So I basically didn't have a heel bone; it was just all tumor. And she said uh, it would have kept going up into my leg and into my knee. And so if I would have done it a year or two later, I would have probably had to legit amputate my leg like oh my, half my leg. gosh yeah like it was in, it was insane
0: that's one of those stories about like the worst thing happening ends up being the best the best thing, thing
1: for it dude um like in at the time i was so upset about it like because like I, she was like yeah you're probably gonna miss like eight 10 months of wrestling and ended up being six which isn't terrible for that you know because i was on crunch crunches for three yeah but yeah like literally i thank god almost every day for like i'm like thank you for allowing me to break my foot so i didn't (laughs) have to cut my leg off thank you so much but you've
0: been i mean you're talking about doing backflips on the beach you've been a natural athlete your whole life Mm -hmm. what was your first sport
1: uh first sport was actually baseball at what age I probably started playing tee ball at pro- I, well, my dad had me in the in the yard at probably a year and a half, two years old, hitting off the tee and stuff like that. So they and we always we, I was born in Atlanta, and so we always went to the Braves games. We always we had season tickets. We went all the time. We, you know, we met guys like Chipper Chipper Jones and yeah. everything. He was he was the man. Um, but yeah, they always thought I was going to be the next you know Atlanta Braves. And then football came along, and I fell in love with that. I played football throughout high school. Um, I even stopped playing baseball and basketball probably my first or second year into high school just to focus on that. And I went to all these camps and I went to like these Nike combines and stuff. And uh, I actually tore like my whole hamstring at this combine. And so like that was the summer before my senior year. So like I couldn't go to any of these camps or anything like um, like going into my senior year. And so I think that's why like I ended up playing at like a D3 football school called Guilford College. Because I couldn't go to these camps. They, like, pulled all the scholarships from me. And um, Mm. after football season, uh, senior year, I was like, I might just walk on somewhere. But then that's when the foot pain, the nagging started, you know. And so I was just like, let's just go to somewhere local. Let's, like, just get a degree and just play football and figure it out. And that's when wrestling came. I was telling you, wrestling came about. Uh, I just start, like, it was right after. It was the summer before I started college, though. Uh, Me and my buddy, Marcus Cross, he's done a couple darks. He's the guy with the tall, Mm -hmm. blonde hair. He uh, I moved in his, his neighborhood probably middle school, and um, we started wrestling on the trampoline, and we did that all day, every day, even in the high school. Like, I'd come home from football practice, and I'd be like, All right, let's go, let's go watch, let's see what you know, what's going on, and then we'd go outside and do the moves. And this was probably this was 2015, 2016, and that's back. Like, I didn't know there was any other wrestling in the world in 2015, 16, other than WWE. Yeah, I was like we're going to have to send a video to Vince McMahon of us wrestling on the trampoline and hope he gives us a tryout. Like, I don't know what's good. Like, and then we went inside and we were just like, we were just very like hopeful because we had, I don't know, we just got done. It was like 3am. It was on a weekend. you know, um, we go in and we type in like wrestling schools near Greensboro, North Carolina, just to be, just to see. And all these schools popped up and we were just like, what's going on? It's 3am and we're there the next day. We go there the next day. We get there at like literally noon and we're there all day. The next day. The next day. We emailed the guy at 3 a.m. His name was LeBron Cozo, and he's a wrestler. And um, he trains at Firestar Pro Wrestling in Greensboro, North Carolina. And we were there the next day, and I mean, I, we just could not get enough of it, man. We were there probably every training session he had. We texted him. We were like, hey, if we pay you like 10 extra dollars, can we come into a private session? We were there six days a week for probably eight hours a day.
0: Your story is so interesting because had you not had these injuries, mm-hmm. you would have
1: followed the football path. I think, I think so. I think so because like... I was getting, like... What position did you play? I played receiver. I played well, I played quarterback all the way up until high school. I got to ninth grade, and they were like, hey, we're going to move you to receiver because there was a kid, his name was Joe Butts.
0: Who was a better quarterback? He
1: was much better than me. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm telling you, this kid was probably 5'10", but if he was three or four inches taller, he could have played anywhere he wanted to. Wow. I mean, anyway, he was a stud. He broke every record of... Pass, every passing record at North Davidson where I went to high school. And, um, yeah, but I think he ended up playing baseball at a, at a small Division One school. But he was... Uh, He was the man. And, yeah, I played receiver all throughout high school because uh, he moved me just because he was a better quarterback. So, like, you may have gone to
0: a D1 school, and then, you know, who knows? Maybe you wouldn't have even found wrestling.
1: No. Like, I was getting recruited by, like, Coastal Carolina. Like, Wake Forest was looking at me. It was like those type of schools. You're wearing a Duke shirt. Wearing a Duke shirt. Yeah, I went to their (laughs) camp. They invited me to a game. Um, Yeah, so it was like those those types of schools were looking at me, and I knew uh, I was like, if I can just get my foot in the door of one of these schools, I'm like, it's like, I'm going to work my A off to try to get to the league. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that, that whole situation happened. The foot thing happened. I was kind of hopeless. I was like, well, dang, I'm not going to really go to a big school, but at least I can still play the sport I love. Yeah. And then that's when I got to college. That's when I found this wrestling thing. And that's when I just fell out of love for football and I just yeah. gravitated towards wrestling. And now we're here doing an interview in Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana.
0: <laughs> when you were going to wrestling school, what were you doing for work?
1: I was still in school. Uh, I worked on, I worked at like the library at, at my school. So, I mean, it wasn't really like a, a job, job, but I was like, I got to do something, you know, like I can't just, and like. We had to pay for wrestling school. I had school. to pay for wrestling school, but I mean, yeah, yeah. at the time, like he the, the guy LeBron, he only had a few students. And it was literally me, him, and one other kid almost every time. Um, so, I mean, thankfully it, back then it wasn't that expensive, but now, I mean, he's blowing up, man. Like Firestar, like, he's in a room. He's got like two or three rings. He's got like, 100 plus students and he's he's doing really well for himself. What so. would you say was the first break for you in wrestling? Uh, let's see. I think the first break was um, we went to a me and the Marcus guy we went to a Ring of Honor dojo camp like the one they have in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. I think it's Philadelphia. Yeah. And uh, we got to like do drills wrestle matches do promos and stuff in front of guys like uh, you know Chris Daniels I think was there uh that's come full circle yeah for, for you, real, yeah. yeah chris Dan- uh punishment martinez at the time who's damian damian priest yeah. now, i believe yeah and it's is like took like guys on the roster and everything and they liked us and then uh that was in december and that next february we went and did like future of honor and then we wrestled against each other and then they put us together as a team and then we kind of did the ring of honor stuff we wrestled like dalton castle and joe Hendry wrestled the boys dalton castle's boys we even wrestled the Briscoes for the tag titles. So, I mean, that I think that, like, going to the camp and being able, like, to do the whole Ring of Honor thing was, like, our, my first, our first big break. Yeah, and then how did you get on AEW's radar? Well, that, um, it was 2020, and we were wrestling, me and Marcus were wrestling, um, I can't remember the other kid's name, but Baron Black, and I want to say his name was, like, Prince Kai, and it was, like, a Future of Honor thing and it was in January and of 2020 before like everybody was freaking out about the whole pandemic right and um i think mid match marcus like tore like partially tore his acl but i don't think he really knew it he just kind of was like oh i just think it's a, like like just a bruise or whatever and then the next month month we went to baltimore and we wrestled the soldiers of savagery and we ended up beating them but i think he completely tore his acl then and they were going to offer us to a contract and then that happened then the covid hit and then um i was just talking about it in the panel with the aw panel i was uh i had a bachelor's degree at the time in um education and history and so i was literally online looking and applying for a teaching job i get the call from my agent he's like hey you're going out to jacksonville to do extra work i was like ah, i can't let this opportunity slip yeah. i gotta like i literally i i i cut off i talked to like i was i'm a very social butterfly and as soon as i got that uh that text i put my computer down or i got that call i put my computer down i didn't i didn't talk to anybody except for like my family like my parents for it was like two weeks before i went like i was just training eating and watching wrestling and that's it that's all i did i stayed in my room or the weight room and i was just like i I can't let this opportunity go to waste (laughs) and so i went down there i wrestled like i think jimmy havoc and lance archer and then the next week, they brought me back. And
0: That's certainly more than extra work, by the way. Yeah,
1: for real. No, it was... it was, There's a lot of people that call, get called down for extra work, put on a suit, and then just
0: sit around all day. Right. You no, for sure. It. No,
1: I was blessed because that yeah. was down when we went uh, and we did live. We came down on Tuesday, did a live Dynamite on Wednesday. And then we did Thursday for, and taped it for the next week. to like So we didn't have to go down there every week. Um, and then they just kept bringing me back. I remember the next time I went down there, two weeks later, I did a dark match. And it was actually against MJF. And we came to the back and Tony was like, "Yo, that match was like, that was so good. That was so good. He loved it. And uh, we did it again the next night. So they taped it for Dynamite for the next week. Mm. So instead of being on Dark, I got to be on Dynamite like my second trip down there. So that was really cool. Wow. Yeah. And against, you know, Max, like, you know, against him. So that was was really cool for him and Tony to appreciate like my selling and. Everything that I did in that match was really cool, too.
0: And then you just kept getting called back, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I just kept getting called. They were like, hey, like, you just come. You can come back, come back. And then me and Brian got put together. And Yeah, how like, did you guys get put together? I don't see. I, that's, I, I don't know. I think Tony just kind of threw us together. But one time I saw him at the Charlotte airport. And um, I was just talking to him, chatting him up. I had met him one other time. I think the, the loop before. And he was like, yeah, I bet we're there. I bet they're going to, like, throw us together or whatever. Bet, bet, bet we'll do a tag team match or whatever. And then we get there, and, like, our names are on the board. I guess each other. And I guess Tony just liked us. He kept booking us as a tag team. And then we the, we eventually formed the, the Blondes, and then... Julia came about. We got Julia. We got matching gear, the the uniforms, the jackets, the everything, and then we got like signed a salary last last July. So, congrats on that. Yeah, man. Thank you. It was it was it was a it was crazy. Like my life, I feel like it's just been one crazy roller coaster, ride. Right? Like,
0: and I guess you do have a lot of similarities with Brian in terms of like, well,
1: obvious the hair is the obvious one, right? Varsity blondes, but the football too. Oh yeah, because because like I think the Varsity blondes kind of came about because like he's like. He's like, you know, like the lacrosse guy and I was like the football guy and I was doing a gimmick before where it was like the Ivy League athlete MVP thing. So I think that kind of just meshed well together for the both of us. And his dad's like, you know, obviously the legend that he was, but also
0: like his dad playing football, like Mm -hmm. it all kind of ties in here. Oh, yeah. When do you think we'll start uh, planting some seeds of doubt in the tag team of the varsity blondes?
1: I just feel like every great tag team ends up breaking up. Uh, Yeah,
0: you're right. I'm not
1: wishing this (laughs) upon you. No, but uh, I feel like there's already, if you've been watching the product, I think there's already been a little seed planted here and there, you know, with Julia. Um, she's I don't know what she's doing. She's still got pink eye. She's still got the eye patch on or something. I don't know what's going on there. but (laughs) Pink eye. Yeah. But it's definitely caused some some tension between the group, but uh, I would love to, you know, maybe go full... Heel one day. I think that would Ooh. be sweet. If turn on Brian. Turn on Brian. You know, Ooh. me and Brian turn on something, somebody. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, you know somebody it, well, I don't know. you could be a heel tag team. Be a heel tag team. I yeah. think that naturally fits us too because when I first started and I was doing the Ivy League thing, I was the heel. And I feel like I feel like that's more me.
0: Everyone I feel like Pre- prefers being the heel. It's, it's, it's so much harder to get people to cheer for you than it is to boo. Well, it's also the one chance in your life that you can just be an absolute
1: dick oh yeah no i got a funny see i got a funny story i started wrestling at the firestar place and they were running shows and it was in like a little garage or whatever at the time and it's uh, my mom it's she she came and it was her first time coming she didn't know what to expect like i didn't even really know what to expect it was like my second or third show ever and um she said she got there she sat beside this old lady and it was the i was the match right before intermission and i come out there and this this lady she's cussing me up and down because i'm being a heel i'm interacting with her and she's like you mother effing this that you big whatever and <laughs> cussing like just cussing up the storm and then as my match gets done uh the lady turns to my mom and she's like well you're new here like i've never seen you here before like who are you with and, and my, <laughs> my mom said she turned she turned to the lady and she said i was with that mother effing big dummy <laughs> I mean, yeah, and she said this lady was just like oh god <laughs> but that's that's a pretty funny heel story
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with
1: customers? Easy. With Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start
0: growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall.
1: ConstantContact dot com.
0: So, what do you what do you feel like your goals are in AEW right now?
1: Definitely, I want to. I mean, as of right now, I think me and Brian have a lot more to accomplish because I think we can. I think we need to be able to be, like build more chemistry, and I think we are because we hang out, you know, outside of wrestling too. So, definitely, maybe another match at the tag titles as of right now. I mean, I've. Mm-hmm honestly have singles aspirations too i would love to be tnt champ mm. i would love to take the title from my fellow vlog crew member sammy i mean he's a champ or scorpio yeah but sammy wins tonight so but they haven't aired that yet yeah wait this will air in several weeks okay. worry. yeah cool yeah. so sammy's the champ right now so <laughs> i'd love to take it from him too he didn't have the belt with him when i saw him though yeah but because i think they're airing it tonight so i didn't think he, I don't uh, know if he wanted it. yeah okay don't worry okay yeah we're cool. okay don't everything's worry. all good
0: I, I feel like his vlog is so over. Oh, it, it's so... Like, like, so over. And I was like... I remember I first interviewed him in 2019. Actually, before Dynamite ever debuted. Mm-hmm. And his vlog was, like, doing solid numbers. There was a lot of him on the indies. Yeah. And then when he started doing the
1: AEW stuff, it's kind of oh, like a yeah. peek behind the scenes of, like,
0: the life that you guys live.
1: Yeah, no. It We literally just get together, and we're just... We don't even, like, rehearse anything, practice anything. We just literally... Set up a camera, we hit record, and we just start talking about nonsense. Right. Like, it's just like, like literally, like we don't, like we just, like I said, we just don't practice anything. It's, uh, we just have fun and just, it's just a good way to, you know, hang out with them and just build a, a closer bond with them. You've probably gotten
0: over so much from the vlog,
1: right? No, I, I think what got me over to begin with was, uh, the bit I did on his vlog and the bit I did on BTE my first time there. We did a bit where uh, Marco was confused and thought that I was Jungle Boy and everybody has obviously heard heard about that. And then we did the Brody Lee bit where it was who the fuck is Griff Garrison and all that. So I I couldn't thank Brody and, you know, Sammy enough for allowing me to be involved and be included on those bits and everything because I might not be here right now. So I think that originally got me over and, you know, like kind of
0: it's and it's amazing right because if we were to have the same conversation in the wrestling world that existed 10 years ago yeah the idea of getting over on vlogs that then translates like look how over the bits that the bucks do on BT. oh I know or, yeah. or, or a pa- hanging page does on there or whatever right mm-hmm. it's amazing that something that lives here on on YouTube right can get you guys over so much
1: oh dude I lo- it's so different like like my family talks about it all the time. They're like, in our day and age, like you know, they're like in our day and age, like that would have never happened. But it's just, like, I'm
0: only saying ten years ago.
1: Yeah, you know? like ten, like ten years ago, like five years ago, even. Yeah, for real. But like, I, I'm, I'm just blessed, you know, to be able to just be friends with them and just, you know, a lot letting them let me be in their vlog and everything. Because I mean, yeah, without it, I don't know if.
0: Yeah, well, them them kind of like welcoming you in, welcoming you into their world. Like that's a big thing for them too i feel like
1: yeah no no it is it is for sure um just like i was like because i was like one of those scared extras like my my first time there at aw i was just kind of standing there and didn't really know what to do just had my gear on at like 2 p.m i was like taking pictures and i was like all right i'm just gonna stay right here and then they came and got me and i was like and then ever literally ever since then we've just we've clicked like all of us like me fuego ty sammy yeah alan aaron so
0: tell me something about brian pillman jr that people might not know
1: hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so one thing about him he's he's very he he I mean people probably know this, but he's loves the business like more than I think a lot of people give him credit for, mm. just because he's always trying to like reinnovate us and just trying to like always trying to come up with new things and spots for us to do and just I, I just think people don't give him enough credit for loving the bit like I think people come to him and it's just like yeah he's just kind of doing it because his dad did it no like he yeah. he he belongs here like he like he loves this more than anybody that I know
0: yeah he like lives and
1: breathes this like
0: today his greeting to me was like a, a punch
1: no you know? yeah he, he'll be a like wrestling punch we'll go we'll go to the gym and like I'll be warming up and like starting my lifts and stuff. And then before he does anything, he'll just be practicing super kicks in the mirror and like slapping it. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Like I'll be walking on the treadmill and I'll just hear And I'm like, Oh my God.
0: Like I know exactly what that sounds like. I've is. worked out with him many times when I lived in Cincinnati, we worked out a lot mm-hmm. at crunch fitness and you're right in between sets. Like you're lifting the weights and he's there like super kicking super the mirror kick. and like posing in the yeah. mirror. And you're like, Man, uh, it's
1: what a guy. What a, and he draws so much attention because he has the mullet. Yeah, no, exactly. If we stand out everywhere we go. It's because like we're two, you know, because, above average guys. That yeah, like, built, you look. You know, well, you look like wrestlers. look like yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like we're both bigger ish guys with nice hair, and it's just like <laughs> one of those guys is super kicking in the mirror, and it's just like yeah, well, people are probably gonna
0: you know pay attention to that. Yeah, that that's every time I worked out with him, I was like. Yeah, like everybody's looking at what we're doing here. Yeah, he's yeah. he's definitely a character. He is for sure a character. <laughs> all right, tell us something about you
1: that they might not know. I, in addition to wrestling, am a really good dancer. I can dance. And I feel like a little. some people know that if they follow me on TikTok, but not a lot. So if you want to follow me on TikTok, at Griff Garrison, you can see me shake my butt. So what kind of dancing are we talking about? Oh, man, like, have you ever seen Magic Mike? Yes,
0: seen them all. Yep,
1: that kind of dancing. Wow. I mean, maybe not on anybody, not on anybody, but just like, you know, like on the air. Like Whoa. Just, yeah. I think if you, I get down,
0: the thing though, is if you talk about this, you know, too much, this might become part of your character. Honestly, you I'd be okay with like that.
1: Fandango or something like that. Fanda- no, oh my God. Oh, I loved him when he first debuted, dude. <laughs> Yeah. I was such a big fan. Like, I remember watching his debut match against Jericho at WrestleMania. Yes. I, like, hey. I loved, I loved his whole everything, but uh, that'd be cool. I mean, cause I could, I could pull that off. I mean, because I think his, he, his thing was like more of like a ballroom thing. It was. Mine yeah. would be more of a stripper kind of thing. Okay. Mine would be a little more.
0: You'd be coming out to Genuine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Pony by Genuine. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Do you
0: think that like, do you think this is a character you would actually want to do? I could,
1: I mean, yeah, I could for sure see myself doing that. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if that, that character would be heel or face, but like I could definitely see that. I mean, you know? It could be both. Really. I think it could be both. It really could. But, yeah. It
0: mean, depends how you play it. Yeah. Who worried the wrestlers that you loved growing up?
1: I mean, obviously, I was the the average kid that loved John Cena because I didn't know. I was like eight years old. I was like, I want to be like that guy. like yeah. He's that guy, you know. Um, my first ever match that I ever remember watching on TV was his debut against Kurt Angle. That was my first ever match that I remember, and I was like, oh, he stuck with me. Like I remember watching him. I was like, yep, that's who I want to be. Have you ever met him? I have not. Oh. I would love to, though. I would love to meet. If I could meet anybody, it would be him and Dwayne Johnson.
0: Yeah, those are two pretty great I saw, ones. I
1: saw like your interview with uh,
0: with DJ. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, uh, I'm
1: not at the level where I can call him DJ. Yeah, DJ. Well, I'm yeah, sorry, Maybe, Dwayne, but
0: yeah, I just call him. Actually, the, one of the first times I sat down with him, I'm like, "What should I call you?" And he's like, oh, my friends call me DJ, but you can call me Rock." I'm like, "Okay, good." I call you I yeah, okay, gonna call you Rock anyway. Yeah, whether you it. liked it or not. Yeah, yeah. I bet he's so big, dude. He, he's like, a big, he, dude. Like in person, he just—he's kind of like. Actually, it was a perfect comparison, and he was close to you today. Like, the way that you see Billy Gunn, where he just, yeah. you know, he's a big, big dude. Right. Rock's like 6'4", and then, like, he's a big dude. Right. So I would say he's similar in size to, like, what you would see with Billy Gunn, where you see him and you go, oh, that guy works out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that guy, if you didn't know who The Rock was somehow, like, if you'd been... If so, you have been living like, under uh, the, yeah. a rock for yeah. your whole life? yeah or if you'd been in a coma for the last like 30 years or something you just woke up now mm-hmm. you'd be like oh that guy played a sport
1: yeah for yeah real.
0: that's how big he is what's been the best piece of advice that someone's been someone's given you throughout your career
1: uh they always just go slow if you think you're going slow go slower because mm. people always in wrestling, they just look like they're moving too fast. And I'm, I'm one of those people. I feel like, I feel like I could slow down more because, and just make everything count. You know? Yeah. Because that's a big thing. You don't want to just get to going too fast and trip over yourself and then botch everything and end up on Botchamania or whatever.
0: <laughs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> what are
1: these bracelets you have on here? Oh, these. By bracelets, the way, so, you have so
0: um, many of them yeah, on. So, oh wow. We got okay. two on this hand.
1: Yeah. We got. We
0: can break six, them down. Six bracelets six total. Bracelets.
1: Okay. Um. Where do we want to start? Let's see. We can start here. Okay. So, this black one it says "Work Hard, Dream Big," and I got that um, from my father actually. And I want to say, right as I was going into high school, and I, ever since then I've just worn like that. I've worn that one, and I've never really been into bracelets, but people just kind of keep handing them to me, and I'm like, I won't, I'll, I feel naked without them now. It's weird. And then this red one it says "Chaos Project Luther and serpentico Um, I love them, man. They're, they've grown to be some of my like really good friends in, in yeah. AW and stuff. And then this girl has made uh these two for me it said this first one right here says griff and then the second one here says rams nation because i'm a i'm a big la fan guy like i love the rams the lakers the dodgers how,
0: how does that even happen
1: well i mean i didn't really have it like my family growing up like we were, i was born in atlanta and they you know they were like braves falcons fans that's cool whatever like i, I cheered for them i was i mean but i wasn't like a hardcore dedicated fan and then I went to L.A. a couple times, and I was like, you know, I really like this place, and this place has got a lot of, like, history, and, like, I just started. I was like, all right, I'm going to be a Lakers fan, and that was before, like, that was still when back when Kobe was, you know, there, and we played for the Lakers, and um, I was a Dodgers fan when they weren't the best team in the league, and I was still, I was a Rams fan, too, when they were in St. Louis, so I was like. Now they're the champs. Now they're the champs. Yeah. So. But, uh, okay. but, yeah, those, but that girl, I think I her know. name is Michaela. I think a name that's
0: a that's amazing. I'm always interested when somebody picks a team that's not from, like, close to where they're from. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah, you pick so, all the teams from all LA. The team. I was just like, yeah, screw I right. live in LA now, and I'm
1: not even a fan of any of the teams. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. No, but that's funny. Um, And then this, these two, um, this light blue one is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's Philippians 4.13. That's one of my favorite verses. Um, I got that from my church, I believe. And then this other one right here, my dad gave me as well. It says, know Jesus and make him known. And um, I'm just, I'm real, I'm a real religious person. And I, you know, thank God for everything that he's, he's given me. And so I just wear these on my wrist as a reminder. And um, no one's ever really asked me about these bracelets, but like, I always wear Like whenever I get one about like Jesus or anything, I always put it on my left hand because I don't know, just kind of separate it. Is there anything specific that you
0: learned from AJ where you were like, oh, oh wow
1: (sighs) no I mean not like not necessarily but he just kept talking about like wrestling and like how he wrestled in Japan and stuff like that and he was like and because I think I asked him I was like how do you call someone like call a match with someone that doesn't speak English and he was like wrestling is its own language and I was like you're so right like don't ever stop talking but yeah He's the man, and I, 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 I was like, I was like, I, I love him, dude. I could watch him all the time. Like literally everything he does, I I feel like I do.
0: The first time in TNA when I saw him do
1: the back flip into the reverse
0: DDT, which he doesn't do in WWE. He,
1: he I don't think he's done it a lot. He's I done it a few has times. He? I know he, he's done it to Xavier Woods. He did like a springboard into it into Xavier Woods. I was
0: one Love time. that move.
1: Oh my god! And then when so he serious. debuted, I was actually there when he debuted
0: in Orlando. Right. And right. then he wrestled the next night on Raw, and I was like. This isn't the this, AJ yeah. I signed up for. I want the, I want whatever you can call that move.
1: Yeah. That, yeah. That, no, I know exactly what move you're talking about. Sick.
0: AJ from like, I, I bought all the DVDs when he was in TNA. From mm-hmm. like AJ from 05 to like 9 mm-hmm. I think, is my favorite wrestler of all time. Oh,
1: yeah. No, I I love go- going back and watching. And that is like no,
0: not, no disrespect at all towards what he's doing right now or what he's done since then, but I'm saying that was the style of wrestling that I
1: loved more yeah. than anything. Yeah, no, I remember the match he had with like Samoa Joe and Chris Daniels at Triple Threat. God, and I could watch that him. all Me day. Me too. God,
0: that, that so that's so good. That's the greatest match in TNA history.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's the
0: match also that put TNA, I think, on the map for a lot of people. I think so. I think that people caught wind of that and went, Oh, oh my god that's nope, what, that's they, what do they do, do there, there. <laughs> oh my man. gosh yeah yeah well dude thank you so much no, i know yeah, that you literally you. i got one more question okay, for okay, you yeah. i know you just kind of text saying you have to wrestle in a few minutes yeah so.
1: well, um, <laughs> you gotta go get changed
0: i end every conversation talking about gratitude so uh what are three things in your life that you're grateful for right
1: now i am grateful for um i'm grateful for god i'm grateful for my family and i'm grateful for wrestling I love it. Yep. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. There we go.
0: Big thank you to Griff Garrison for making the time to do this between the Squared Circle Expo Convention and then he had a match later on that night. So we squeezed it in right in there between those two things. Please share this episode with a friend. Take a screenshot. Let us know what you thought of it. Let us know what stood out for you the most and tag us so we can share it as well. He's at Griff Garrison on Instagram, at Griff Garrison 1 on Twitter, and I'm at Chris Van Vliet. And I'll leave you with a quote. It's been attributed to many different people, but it's one that I love so much. Things don't happen to us. They happen for us. Be great and be grateful. We will see you on the next one tomorrow for some more insight.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.